0: Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin.
1: Now, that's a way to start a Monday. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Follow us on Twitter. Hit us up on the show at Chris Carlin, at Chris Canty 99. Lamar Jackson officially, officially, officially wants out. Christopher Jackson Canty. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon, sir. It's not a good afternoon down in Baltimore for GM Eric DeCosta or John Harbaugh. Actually, they're not in Baltimore. They're at the owner's meeting. So we'll see what happens and what the latest trade request by Lamar Jackson actually really means in terms of potential player movement. Well, they're actually not in Arizona. They're
1: in quarterback hell, Chris, and they put themselves there. And this is why uh, you go and you make a deal much earlier and you respect your franchise quarterback. So in case you missed it earlier today, right as John Harbaugh was meeting the media out in Arizona at the owner meetings, Lamar Jackson tweeted out basically a goodbye to Baltimore and let everybody know that he officially asked for a trade of the Ravens all the way back on March 2nd. They did not put the franchise tag on him until March 7th. Adam Schefter ESPN senior NFL insider, appeared earlier on First Take. Here's his uh, entire reporting on the situation.
3: They offered him $200 million last year. They offered him 250 you know, with 175 guaranteed uh, for injury. And, and he wanted a fully guaranteed contract. And so I, I don't know that money changes it with Baltimore because it has become personal between the two sides. And it certainly sounds like, The relationship between the two of them has deteriorated, and there are issues. Now, Baltimore, the Ravens, I think they've taken public stances and have been fully supportive of him publicly and backed him. But when you talk to people behind the scenes, it feels like the relationship between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens has deteriorated for a while. And I don't know how much of that is tied to money. I don't know how much of that is tied to the fact that he didn't finish each of the past two seasons. I don't know exactly why it has, but clearly the relationship between them is not the same.
1: Canty, the one problem here is it was only 133 fully guaranteed. It was 175 with the injury, and when he says 200, he's talking about money that becomes guaranteed down the line, and that's far from guaranteed money. So you can you can argue semantics about what's what. Here's what we know. Lamar has officially asked the Ravens to get out of town, but I'm not convinced that this completely changes anything at all.
2: Here's the thing. I do believe it changes some things because we've been waiting for Lamar Jackson to actually verbalize what he wants out of this situation, whether it's the fully guaranteed deal, whether he just wants to get out of Baltimore and wants to change the scenery. We've been waiting for Lamar to say What he wants. And as it turns out, Lamar Jackson actually told the Ravens about a month ago exactly what he wants, which is out of Baltimore because he didn't feel like the franchise was respecting his value to the team based on what he'd done in the first five years of his career. Now, the player is entitled to feel how he wants to feel. Let's keep this in mind. Lamar Jackson was up for free agency, it finished the entirety of his rookie deal. Now, the Ravens slapped the franchise tag on him because You know, in a perfect world, you'd want to try to negotiate, but if for whatever reason the player wants to walk, you get something back in return for him. But under the circumstances, I can't fault Lamar for feeling the way that he feels. And, Carlin, I could have told you this was coming down the line, man. You could see how everything was was playing out at the end of last year when all the speculation popped up about whether or not Lamar was healthy enough to play at the end of the regular season or in that playoff game in Cincinnati. There were people that were saying, well, the timeline was off or, no, the Ravens had the right timeline and Lamar Jackson is being cautious. He doesn't want to jeopardize true free agency. All of the things. We started hearing grumblings of all of that up until the point where people started questioning the sports character of Lamar Jackson. And this is a player that has done nothing but perform at the highest level for the Ravens, a unanimous MVP, a player that's won a playoff game, a guy that has the second-best win percentage of any active quarterback not uh, after Pat Mahomes since he's come into the league that's qualified. And you're talking about you want this dude to give you certain injury protections by not fully guaranteeing his deal like we saw with Cleveland and Deshaun Watson? I understand fully where Lamar Jackson is coming from. And because the Ravens didn't take care of their business a couple of years ago when he was first eligible for an extension, they find themselves in this situation now, which is going to be untenable. You did tell us this. You did tell us this at the beginning of the offseason when
1: you said, I totally agreed with you, that Lamar's played his last game as a Raven. It felt that way all along. It's Kentie and Carlin in for uh, in for ourselves this afternoon. In fact, on ESPN Radio <laughs> and on the ESPN app. Oh, that's You're- great. That has to be a drop. That has to be a drop. We got to use that one. <laughs> well, Kentie, with that in mind, though, I don't know what this really changes as far as teams are now going to pound down the Ravens' door to try to get a trade done because. If I'm the Ravens, am I possibly trading him away for less than what I would get if you signed him to an offer sheet? No. I'm not trading him away for less than two first-round picks. Uh, These two sides are just going to have to stand there and wait for the other side to blink for that to happen. I think we can agree on that, correct? Yeah, we agree on that part of it. Yeah. So for me, if you're a team that was in need of a quarterback – but has not reached out to him yet, is there the the change at all that today makes me want to place a phone call to the Ravens, how do we get this done?
2: Yeah, I think it does change things. First of all, from a leverage standpoint, teams that would be interested in acquiring Lamar Jackson just got that much more because he told the Ravens that he's not playing for them anymore. By virtue of requesting a trade, what you have in effect said is, I don't want to play for you anymore because you don't see my value, and I damn sure ain't playing on that $32.5 million franchise tag. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden now people are interested. Now when it comes to the tag and the mechanics of it and signing a player to an offer sheet, I get why an interested party wouldn't want to go after Lamar openly in that way because what you do is run the risk of the Ravens being able to match the contract, but you also – open yourself up to fraying or fracturing the relationship that you have with the incumbent quarterback. Remember what happened with the Atlanta Falcons when they were pursuing Deshaun Watson, that fell through for him and then all of a sudden Matt Ryan wanted out of Atlanta.
3: But Matt you, Ryan
1: you... was done anyway at that point. You know, I, I I get the fracturing the 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 relationship with the quarterback. The teams that really should be in on this. I'm not worried about the
2: quarterback's ego in those places. I'm just saying in case you don't get him. That's why you don't sign him to an offer sheet. That that that's why you don't want to go at it that way. Where well, you go at it from the standpoint of let's make a pitch for him, let's make a play for him via trade and we'll talk to the Ravens behind the scene as opposed to f- signing the player to an offer sheet and giving the team 5 days to match it. That that's the standpoint where it could be a little bit uncomfortable for whatever quarterback that might be in a building, because we're just assuming that they're, they're only quarterback-starved teams that are in on Lamar Jackson. It could be a team that has a solid quarterback that actually would entertain the idea of upgrading to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is better, and this is without even counting, at least 20 of the starting quarterbacks around the National Football League. Yeah, Some of those quarterbacks are solid quarterbacks. A, a, a perfect example of that would be Detroit with Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a solid quarterback. Lamar Jackson is a clear and obvious upgrade. If the Lions wanted to go after Lamar, going after him via trade, as opposed to signing with an offer sheet, is a lot cleaner in terms of making sure that you maintain the relationships until you guarantee that you're going to get the player via trade. So that's the example that I'm putting out there. And I think that's a scenario that we can see play out over the next several weeks. I do think that we'll see some movement, some teams potentially show interest in Lamar Uh, as a result of him putting it out there that he no longer wants to be a Baltimore Raven. I think this changes everything. Canty Carlin,
1: ESPN Radio, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more.
3: Lamar Jackson tweeted that he requested a trade from the Ravens on March 2nd in a series of tweets.
2: This is huge because Lamar Jackson now has publicly stated that he doesn't want to be a Baltimore Raven anymore. And this is him
1: publicly sharing his unhappiness.
3: Now Lamar Jackson is saying, I don't want another team to get matched by the Ravens in that contract offer. I'd rather go play for another team for the same amount of money or less than stay in Baltimore.
1: I think one thing that gets lost is this contract likely to me does not have to be fully guaranteed. The guarantee number, the fully guaranteed number just has to be you know, a pretty darn good one because that's what he deserves. It's Canty and Carlin in uh, again. Jeez, it's Canty and, uh, and Carlin in for ourselves on our on our own show. Yes, uh, it's Canty and Carlin in for in for ourselves.
2: <laughs> I'm drop. sorry, it's a great drop.
1: I know it's fantastic. It's gonna it, that one is going to last the test of time. Clearly, Canty. Yes, uh, then we look at what teams that we think should emerge as players for this. The first team I'm going to bring in is the Jets here. Because more than anything, even if you're not fully going after Lamar Jackson, the Jets are truly the team that could gain the most in terms of leverage with what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. If they would even float the idea of, hey, we can go in another direction, I would have to believe that would speed things up on the Packers and they would dial it back a hair on what their demands are right now.
2: Yeah, no, I can't ride with that. Think about how Aaron Rodgers felt when they drafted Jordan Love. For the New York Jets to put the full court press in recruiting Aaron Rodgers and then openly flirt with another quarterback that might be available via trade, I don't think that's going to work out. Even if the New York Jets tell Aaron Rodgers this is their plan in order to limit the compensation that they have to give up to Green Bay. I just don't think the Jets want to go down that road. I understand what you're saying. In theory, it makes a whole lot of sense, but you also have to factor in the human element and knowing how mercurial Aaron Rodgers is. Ain't no way in hell Woody Johnson, Rob Sala, and Joe Douglas going to go down that road. They've put all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, and I don't think they're going to move, even though if you really think about it, it might be the most prudent thing for them to do.
1: Oh, I think it is the most prudent thing, and – I, I, boy, I got to worry about everybody's feelings at every turn. Now it's amazing; it's absolutely amazing. And I, a guy well, who's well, not even damn on my sure team, better yet.
2: worry about Aaron Rodgers' feelings because well, he, 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 he wears those on his sleeve.
1: I understand he's not even on my team yet, though, and I can't get his team uh, to pry him away uh, to be reasonable. And you, you know, think if I told Aaron Rodgers, "Hey, look, we're trying to do this so that we don't have to give up the thirteenth pick, where we could get somebody that's going to help you right now." That's what we're trying to do. So. Don't get upset about it. I even give him the tip-off in advance. Hey, this is something we're going to leak. Because what what does Aaron Rodgers want? He wants it to get done. He wants it to get done sooner rather than later. So I think you could take that tact with him. Can't other teams right now that you think should absolutely emerge here to knock on the door if this has loosened up uh, the situation
2: with Lamar? Well, I threw out the Detroit Lions, but the Indianapolis Colts should also be in line, especially with the move that the Carolina Panthers made a few weeks ago and getting the number one. I think the Colts, because they're going to be locked outside of the top two quarterbacks, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, have to absolutely consider trading for Lamar Jackson, as well as what it would take to trade up to number three to try to get your pick of the next two quarterbacks. But I think with the fourth overall pick, You entertain the idea of potentially using that draft capital along with other picks if necessary and floating that out to Baltimore and seeing if you can get a deal done because that's a team that's been in quarterback hell since Andrew Luck retired. It's been a revolving door, a carousel of quarterbacks. Frank Reich had a different starting quarterback every single year that he was the head coach there in Indy. They've got to solidify that spot. Lamar Jackson goes a long ways to doing that. And Lamar Jackson is not as much of a projection as Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or any of the other top quarterbacks in this draft. So I just just feel like that's a situation where that fan base would embrace him because they've seen what this guy can do. He's been in their conference since 2018. So I I like the idea of Indy potentially pursuing Lamar Jackson, especially knowing how intrigued Indy is with the physical talents of Anthony Richardson – the most gifted quarterback in this draft class, I, I think Lamar has some some of those same dominant traits, and so I think in terms of what Shane Steichen, their new head coach, wants to do, it would be a seamless fit incorporating Lamar Jackson into a system that we just saw Jalen Hurts be runner up to the uh, for the MVP in in Philly. Canty, I one hundred percent. If I were the
1: Indianapolis Colts, I would be in on Lamar Jackson for every reason that you said. Steichen, working with Hertz for the fact that if I am uh, the Ravens and I can get the fourth pick, and if I'm getting the fourth pick, I'm probably not getting a second first round pick.
2: Yeah, and, and I might like get it, you'll get some other stuff, but it yeah. won't be it won't be another number one.
1: But it, it, what it does is it gives me a chance at one of those guys. It ge- I know that I'm going to get a a legitimate chance at one of the top four quarterbacks. So. If that's the case, and especially if it's Richardson, it would fit immensely well. The other team that I, I think you really need to put in the mix here when it comes to the Lamar Jackson, I, I, I'm sorry. You mentioned the Lions. I think the Miami Dolphins should be rethinking their strategy here. Mm. I don't buy for a minute that they feel great about Tua, his health. I got to hear Mike McDaniel today talk about the fact that Tua is in a position right now where he is so fired up this offseason and can't wait to get it going. And you know, he's—I'm excited to see how this is going to play out. Listen, you'd be a hell of a lot more excited to see Lamar Jackson and Teal. And I don't know how they can make that happen. Whether it's a package that involves Tua, uh, you know, they've traded away plenty of draft capital. But if I were the Dolphins, this is something that would vault me to the very top of the AFC.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot less guesswork when it comes to your quarterback and if he's going to be on the field, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't say that you're concerned with the injuries uh, to Lamar the last couple of years if you're Miami because Tua's had three concussions last year and and has yet to play a full season in a Dolphins uniform. last full season that Tua played was 2018. It's a a while ago. So I'm with you. I think that would be interesting. If Lamar was ever going to take a discount, it would probably be for his hometown team. He has an opportunity to go back home, uh, be closer to his family. So it it just, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm not sure that the Dolphins would go down that road, but they certainly should have the conversation internally. But again, now that Lamar has told everyone that he no longer wants to be in Baltimore, I think that does open the door to a lot more possibilities in terms of, quarterback movement this offseason so i'd be interested to see what happens over the next five weeks leading up to the nfl draft
1: san francisco should be involved in this i, I think that the tampa bay buccaneers should be involved in this carlin
2: carlin you're better off listing the teams that shouldn't be involved you good it's point a lot it's a lot shorter of a list yeah, yeah okay? good point you know what, Canty? We got calls already on this. Let's get them in at 888-SAY-ESPN, Eight
1: eight eight, seven two nine three seven seven six. 3776 John in California is up first today on ESPN Radio. John, who you like for Lamar Jackson? Well, I apologize. I just got off work and turned your show on late, so if you already answered my question, I'm curious. But um, I'm so confused. Why do you guys not think the Jets should go after Lamar? Because from what I hear you guys talking about him, it sounds like at this stage in their career, you honestly believe, and I kind of agree, that he's better than Aaron Rodgers, so why wouldn't they throw their hat in the... I, I in the ring? absolutely believe that they should, but as Canty has talked about, they're so far down the line, now they got to consider. They got to consider Aaron Rodgers' feelings if they were legitimately in on this, which to me is absurd. But nonetheless, uh, the Jets would have been much better off uh, with Lamar Jackson than with... Aaron Rodgers in every single way. The problem is the owner wanted his superstar from green Bay.
2: Yeah, I I absolutely think that the jets should go after Lamar Jackson, both in the short term and long term. I think it's the better play. I think he's the better fit. Um, And if you're going to give up multiple premium picks, I'd rather give up multiple premium picks for a guy that I know can still play in the heart of his prime than a guy that's just barely hanging on. So I I I, I'm with you. Listen, if they go with Aaron Rodgers, they'll be the best team in the AFC East in 2023, but in getting Aaron Rodgers, it ain't just about being the best team in the division, it's about competing for a championship. I think Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback goes a goes a further way in terms of being able to help you do that.
1: KT Carlin ESPN Radio and on the ESPN App series 6m, channel 80, 888 say ESPN 8887293776. Where is the right fit for Lamar? Should your team trade for Lamar Jackson? Line them up. We're getting to you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But up next, insight from somebody who was at the table as John Harbaugh was getting the news that Lamar Jackson had released his tweet saying that he had demanded a trade back on March 2nd. That in just moments. moment. You're not going to
2: want to miss it. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
3: I'm getting ready for Lamar. That's what I'm doing. in our offense—we've got a new offensive coordinator. Very excited about Todd Munkin. Uh, we're in the—we're in the lab right now, building the offense and putting it together with the terminology and the plays and things like that. And that's—that's that's what you focus on as a coach. And the rest of it. So you build your team. I mean, you build your team regardless. I mean, we're building our team all the time in all the different areas that you got to build it. And I know, and that train is moving, man. The train is moving fast. But here's the thing—you know—when Lamar gets back on board that train, he's fully capable of jumping on full full speed. You know, Lamar can go. And so when that train's moving and he merges in with us, we're going to be rolling. That's what, as a coach, that's what I'm thinking about.
1: Well, you know what? If you're in the lab, stay away from the Bunsen burners because that's about to blow up on you. Canty and Carlin, (laughs) ESPN Radio. Dear God, that's got lab meltdown all over it. With The way that Lamar Jackson has already said, I'm not playing for them again. And yet there is John Harbaugh earlier today at the owners' meeting saying, yeah, can't wait for him to be back. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888, say ESPN, 888 3776 Lamar, in case you missed it earlier today, uh, tweeted out that he had asked the Ravens officially for a trade back on March 2nd. They officially tagged him on March 7th. Canty, let's hit some calls here. Keith in Minnesota up next on ESPN Radio. Keith, what's going on?
3: Hey, gentlemen. Happy Monday. too. Yeah, I'm a lifelong uh, Raiders fan. My birthplace bills in Washington. And I just think uh, Lamar should just uh, head north a little bit, uh, come on into Washington, and uh, get us back into the playoffs and possible Super Bowl because we have everything else there he needs. I noticed some conversation with some of your colleagues last week that uh, Snyder's not going to take on a guaranteed contract before he sells the team, which is understandable. Daniel can hold the line if they will pay you 200 225 whatever and you know come on over here we got a defense for you we got better receivers upgrading running backs let's make this happen
1: canty i don't know that i see the ravens allowing that to happen that that's one that i think that they would have trouble with yes they're in the nfc but i don't think they want their neighbors with lamar jackson showing them weekly what a mistake they made
2: no, they probably don't. But if they're not going to give Lamar Jackson his guaranteed money, and the Commanders come with a solid offer, why wouldn't you take it? I mean, I think that the conference thing matters more than, you know, proximity to where you play. You know what I mean? So I, I get that those two teams might be competing for fans and interest in that area. But at the same time, you got to do what's what's prudent for your football team. And that is being able to get as much capital as you can and keeping Lamar as far away as you can.
1: The commander should absolutely be interested in him, but can I don't, I, I, I don't see Washington doing something like that before the sale goes through.
2: Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. If you're Dan Snyder, you can sign him to the contract. and You don't have to worry about paying that out. The other owners on the hook. And let me make one thing clear. So everybody else understands whether they sign Lamar to a guaranteed deal for a quarter billion dollars or not, the Washington commanders are going to get a whole lot of money in that sale. There is no question about it. Like a a team in that footprint, that part of the country, it's one of the most valuable franchises in the National Football League. So Lamar Jackson's contract ain't going to impact the price that Dan Snyder is going to fetch for his team.
1: Jimmy in Mississippi up next on ESPN Radio. Jimmy, what do you think?
2: I think see, I'm an Indian fan. You know, I'm thankful for taking my call. I'm an indie fan. I think it makes all the sense for um Indianapolis to come together and try and get Lamar
1: Jackson because CJ Stroud going to the problem and Houston is not going to let us get Bryce Young. You know, with us being in the same division, so we need to take the next thing up,
0: and that's Lamar Jackson. You know.
1: Listen, I I can't argue. And if I were the Colts, I would not hesitate about giving up the fourth pick to go get him. And the primary reason being, I, the two guys that are going to be available to me at four, one of the two that would likely be available to me, are more of the boomer bus type as opposed to the two guys with Stroud and with uh, Bryce Young that people feel like have a pretty good floor as far as what they're going to be those two being the safer bets over levis and richardson
2: yeah i mean the top two guys in the draft stroud and young have a higher floor than levis and richardson but you also have to look at the landscape of the division assuming that houston gets one of those two and then jacksonville with trevor lawrence do you want to be the team that has the quarterback with the the lowest floor in the division probably not you want to be you know one of those top two teams in terms of your quarterback play in order to have a chance to to get sustained success and routinely compete for a division title. And to me, Lamar Jackson helps you do that much more so than what Will Levis or Anthony Richardson might turn into.
1: Uh, Canty, let's hit Mark in Arizona next on ESPN Radio. Mark, what do you think?
3: All right, just hear me out, guys. Uh, Kyle Murray for Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah. <sighs> If you're Baltimore, why do you want Kyler Murray? the next on ESPN Radio, Mark.
1: Yeah, he went to hear himself. Uh, I don't think you do. Yeah. I don't think you do. If, if I'm going to move on from Lamar Jackson, do I want to bring in somebody Hell that enough. doesn't have a good re- re- reputation as far as work ethic and being –
2: you know, just no, being locked in. Plus, no, speaking no. of injuries,
1: I, he's got one that's going to keep him out for a bit.
2: No, and I played for John Harbaugh on his face. On its face, Kyler Murray doesn't strike me as a guy that would be a good fit in terms of having the right head coach quarterback marriage. So, no, I, I just don't think Baltimore would be interested in going down that road. I, I, listen, if you gave Arizona some truth serum, I'm sure they have some buyer's remorse for the contract extension they gave Kyler Murray. So, I don't think that Baltimore is going to do them any favors by offloading their problems uh, in exchange for Kyler Murray. Um, So, yeah, if if they move on from Lamar Jackson, it would likely be for a bevy of picks, including premium picks early on in this year's draft. I just don't know that we're going to see a conclusion to this beforehand, but certainly I do believe that there will be teams that are going to inquire before the draft and potentially make offers to Baltimore before the draft in late April.
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. What really becomes interesting is the timeline now. And we'll discuss more on that with Lamar Jackson and when this could get resolved on the way here shortly. Also on the way, hey, guess who was back yesterday? It didn't help. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
3: LeBron James will play for the Lakers against the Bulls. LeBron goes right by Patrick Williams, lays it up and in. First basket in over a month
2: for LeBron. I was out for four weeks, so between that and the win, just trying to get those things back and leading into the final stretch of the season. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
3: must be 21 plus plus in president select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
1: so what does today's revealing of a trade demand for lamar jackson actually mean Canty and carlin espn radio and on the espn app we welcome in espn nfl insider dan graziano who was there when lamar jackson tweeted out that information just as John Harbaugh was meeting with the media out at the owners' meetings in Arizona. Dan, that had to be an awkward situation. First of all, describe what that was like, first of all, as Lamar tweeted it in real time just as John Harbaugh is sitting in front of microphones.
0: Yeah, it was really something. I mean, like it was honestly like I hadn't even seen the tweet yet, and the first question to Harbaugh was about the tweet. So, uh, yeah, he was prepared for it, I think, I mean, I think I said to somebody today, like a a coach with less job security might have handled the situation differently, but he's one of these guys that uh, is pretty sure of where he stands. So it was all, you know, it was all high road stuff. Like it was all talking about how much they love him, how much they still want him back and they think it can still work out. But And I mean, I don't know, the fact that that happened right before he was scheduled to talk was either a shocking coincidence or... Somebody gave Lamar a bit of strategic advice, which, by the way, um, he hasn't seemed to be getting a lot of through this process.
2: Dan, does this change anything in terms of the prospects of Lamar Jackson playing for the Ravens again or him potentially opening the door for him to be traded elsewhere? How, how does this impact what happens to Lamar the rest of the offseason from your perspective? Well,
0: so it's not, you know, it's not cataclysmic because, like – because of the the non-exclusive franchise tag, every team in the league has known for three weeks now that you could call up Lamar and, and ask him, hey, how are you feeling about Baltimore? Do you want out? Should we be talking? No one has. So going public with a trade demand isn't going to necessarily um, increase the interest other teams have in him. What it could do is aggravate his current team, and if they're already frustrated, make it more likely for them to engage in those trade conversations if and when they ever do begin. So uh, we'll find out uh, as this goes along. I still think – I do believe the Ravens are open to the idea of bringing him back on the right deal. but they just They seem to be so far apart that I'm struggling to find the path to a resolution, and in the absence of other teams being interested – the Ravens are kind of sitting pretty and kind of looking a little smarter by the day.
1: Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Okay, Dan, but how could this potentially affect what a return would be on a Lamar Jackson train? Yeah,
0: sure. I mean, in general, like, if if you know the guy wants out then it it helps your leverage trying to get him, Um, yeah, it it could. Look, I mean, the the ideal situation, if, if if what they want to do is move on, and that's if, right, because they're saying they don't. But if that's what they wanted, then the ideal situation would be you find yourself in a position like the Texans were last year with Deshaun Watson, where there were four teams interested, and then you can drive the price up and get a big haul. But at this point, um, if it was only one team that made the call and they were negotiating a trade, they'd be able to probably play a little hardball, knowing that um, you know the Ravens are in a tight spot and that he's a player that doesn't want to be there anymore.
2: Dan, we know the deadline to sign franchise tag players to a long-term extension is in mid-July. Would the Ravens be comfortable taking this situation up until that point and potentially past it, knowing that there's the potential Lamar Jackson might not show up to work?
0: Yeah, comfortable is probably not the right word. Okay. Uh, they they have a new offensive coordinator, and, they, and they're installing a new offense, so I'm sure they would love for him to be there for as much of the offseason program as possible. They can't say that because – the offseason program, other than the June mini camp and training camp, is uh, is voluntary, so they can't compel him, and they can't release him. And if he doesn't sign his franchise tender, he doesn't even have to show up for the mandatory stuff. So um, I don't think that comfortable would be the right word, but I think they obviously are. They've kind of worked through all the scenarios, so I think um, you know they feel like they have a plan for dealing with it if it were to go that long. And, and maybe part of that plan becomes all right. Well, you know if we decide this isn't salvageable, maybe we can trade it. So uh, if that happens, see, here's the thing, guys. Like if they trade, I don't know who plays quarterback. So, like, if you're going to do that and you're the Ravens, you have to kind of come to grips with it before the draft, right, because you're going to yeah. want to use that draft and whatever you get in return in order to replace him. So I would think the Ravens have some interesting decisions to make here over the next month, unless – you know, like like uh, Canty suggests, they're prepared to go into the offseason uh, with a what-if and just kind of roll the dice that he shows up.
1: Danny, great stuff. We know it's busy out there. Appreciate a few minutes, man.
0: All right, guys. My pleasure.
1: Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on Sirius M Channel 80 and on your smart speaker as well. Look. What I'm fascinated by is what the return is for the Ravens because there's there should be no shortage of teams that would want to go down this road. And Kenty, like, I, I just want to know, are the Ravens going to get anywhere near what the value is in the end on it?
2: I don't know that they will. And yeah. the, the, the uglier this gets, the less likely they're going to be able to get the hall that a former MVP in the heart of his prime should command. And that's the thing that 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 you gotta be concerned with. And if you're a Ravens fan, you're frustrated with Eric DaCosta because of. Uh, this is a situation that was totally avoidable had you paid Lamar Jackson sooner rather than later. But the fact that you let it get down to the wire is what's created this problem now. And I just don't know that there's a way for them to be able to walk this back. It's getting ugly in Baltimore. Canty and Carlin, weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.